0: I'm going to read. Well, the body of Christ is living. This was just what I wrote down under a hidden cloud of fear, of sickness, diseases. And we're going to be talking about healing, faith, and healing. And I don't know if you really realize it, but. The whole, even the Christian world, has been operating and living under fear of what we're hearing. Of the sicknesses and diseases, and we may not realize it. And I want to say some things about this. If you want to wear a mask, then do it. I'm not to judge anyone who does. This is what the Holy Spirit was telling me. But this is what we need to think about. Is it out of fear? Or is it out of respect for others and their fear of COVID? That's something to really think about, isn't it? So I asked last Saturday when I I was in Clarksville Hospital, is it required that I wear a mask? You see... You need to know that everyone has to live this. The the faith and what we're hearing and, you know, the word. They said no. Then I made my decision. I made my decision. They didn't make it for me. Okay? So I went, then when I went to my heart doctor, it was required in the waiting room. So you're facing all of this with sickness and disease in the earth today and so it was required in the waiting room but in the room they moved me to I asked the doctor when he came in and he said I can take it off you know what this is confusing (laughs) there's confusion about sickness and disease and all this stuff that Satan's pouring out into the land and you need to know what to do amen so the point is, I have no fear, but I do have respect, okay? There is so much confusion right now that people don't know what to do. And girls, we've got to realize whether we're in fear of, of exposures and all of this, or whether we're in faith, or, you know, so I want to say something about the mass because some people— you know, I wear it out of respect if I wear it. And I don't wear it out of fear. And so judge yourself because if you're wearing it out of fear, you can get, get whatever's going around whether you have a mask on or not because fear is the culprit. Fear is what draws things to you just like faith draws things to you. So I want to read... Well, let me see where I want to go to here. I want to do something else first. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. I should have a marker there. That's just before the book of Solomon. (laughs) Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. And so in saying the introduction that I did, this is what the Holy Spirit brought to my mind. Are you ready? Are you there? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether It be evil. Now then, I looked that passage up in the message Bible and I liked what it said. The last and final word is this fear God. That means respect and honor God. Do what He tells you. Girls, that is so important in these last days. This is the conclusion of the matter. We are to fear and honor God and do what He tells you. Okay? Not what your neighbor tells you. Not what somebody else tells you. Do what He tells you. And that's it. Eventually, God will bring everything that we do out in the open and judge it according to its hidden intent. Whether it's good or evil. I thought that was so good. Now, then, are those young ones in here, I don't know. Let me see. I'm looking for Dolores and she's not here today. Is she in California? Okay. Healing from Heaven by Dr. Yeoman. You used to hear Brother the Elderly Hagen talk about. Her And she was quite a lady. She was an M.D. But what I wanted to read, if I've got it marked right, she, she was a medical doctor, and she was delivered from so many different sicknesses and drugs and all that kind of stuff. But if you'll just give me a few minutes to read some of this, I thought it was good. She said, One fine morning, I was called by telegram to a certain rural settlement a beautiful and very rich farming district where I found a terrible state of affairs. A number of people, including some of their very finest young men, were smitten by an awful scourge, a malignant type of typhoid fever. One magnificent specimen of young manhood, a boy of about 17, perfectly proportioned, with an intelligent and intellectual head and a noble face, the oldest son of his father, who was one of the wealthiest men in the vicinity, was in the article of death, perfectly unconscious when I arrived. Needless to say, I did what I could as a medical doctor, ministered to the sick ones according to the best methods then that were in practice then. But do you think I stopped with that? You know I did not. I should have been guilty of criminal negligence if I had not taken steps to find the force, the source of the infection. And that's what we've got to do, to take steps to have the source of the infection discovered with the view of shutting it off absolutely and so stamping out the deadly disease. And the last time I visited that beautiful place, I found a great change. The farmers had completely altered their manner of life. The water supply was now free from taint, and the most sanitary methods prevailed in their homes, stables, and dairies so that their connection, emphasis on that word, so that their connection with the source of the epidemic was shut off. And I never heard of any more typhoid fever in that district. I don't think they ever had any more. She said, do you understand this parable? I'm sure you do. We have learned from our study, God's creative work, that it is his will that his masterpiece man should be, as he was created in the image of God, very good, free from all deformity, Disability and disease. That's how we were created. In the image of God, God was free. Jesus was free from all of this. And and anyway, she went on to say, this is God's eternal purpose regarding man. For whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Ecclesiastes 3 and 14. I'm going to read that to y'all in a little bit. When I read that, discovered that scripture, I got so excited. That being the case, let us ask, what is the source of all the disease that we see about us that is working in some of our homes and even in our bodies? Fear. Uh, And we've got to stop fear. We've got to stop negative words. We've got to get to the source of the spread of all the diseases and I think fear to me fear is the main culvert and fear can be spread by word of mouth and you and I have got to handle it because as our children's church pastor says fear when fear knocks what answers faith answers the door well if we don't know the word of God faith is not going to answer the door what's going to answer the door how I feel what I see the physical realm. So we have got to stop the fear and the talk of all of this mess that's going around. Amen? So she said, And let us make the inquiry with the view of shutting off our connection with the source of the evil, if it is possible, so that we may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God as it is revealed in his word, the whole spirit, soul, and body. She says, it was the best thing that ever happened to those farmers when they discovered what the source was of the typhoid. They discovered the source. Well, we know what the source is of sickness and disease that is running rampant in our earth. We know the source, and we have authority over that. She said, they discovered that typhoid was due to dead hogs. In the water supply. For they could not get rid of them. For they could get rid of them. And keep rid of them. For all time to come. If they had gone on drinking. Dead hog soup. They would have gone on. Having typhoid. But they didn't have to go on drinking it. For there was plenty. Of pure sparkling water. Free from all germs to be had for the taking. I I just loved that, and I had not read this book in probably 20 years, but she was quite a doctor. But she made such good points there, I thought, that, you know, get to the source. Now then, when we are under physical attack, uh, it may not be fear, but it may be the words of our mouth. But there is fear running throughout this land concerning these last days. So I'm going to finish out this year's Bible study on faith for healing because I'm mad. And the Lord reminded me that for years and years and years, when we first started the Rushmore Christian Center, Tom taught on healing every Sunday night. People were healed, they were set free. They were walking in health. And I thought, we're going to finish out Ladies Bible Study this year on nothing but faith for healing. And let's get to the source. And let's just get rid of it. Let's walk, as Dr. Yeoman said, in the image that God has of us. And that's being healthy. And like he created us to be. And if we were created that that way, then it's, it's possible for us to have that. But you know what? We've been lapsed in our faith. Because we know faith comes. Faith is our victory. Amen? So, I want to wake up the fight of faith in me. I need to wake it up. And say, okay, you've messed around. You're going to have to get with it, sister. Because... As far as the earth is concerned, it's not going to get any better. And so the the fight of faith is our victory. Amen? It is your victory. I don't care what comes against you, if it's in the financial world, if it's in the health, whatever it is. So we're going to have to start turning off the the, uh, Christmas movies I've been watching. (laughs) You know, (laughs) And, and... Fight the fight of faith, the good fight of faith, and you know we get so lapse. And I can remember Tom, bless his sweetheart, honey. Uh, he would go and he would stay up all night long. You remember him telling me how he'd sit on the edge of the bathtub and pray, and that would make him stay awake and all night long. That's the fight of faith. When we get that serious, we're going to receive. We will receive because God is not a man that he should lie. But it's our fault. We've got to become more diligent in the fight of faith. And and I'm telling you, girl, if the word is not in you, it will not come out of you. But when it's in you, you will hear yourself speaking it. Amen? So... I'm, going, I'm waking up the fight of faith. I, and I found by experience that just saying what the word says is not enough. Just saying what the word says is not all that's included in fighting the fight of faith. There's more to it. I'm standing before you today because of the fight of faith. If I went by feelings, I wouldn't be here. I thought, that's not stopping me. I can still talk. Praise God. So, I cannot tell you. I'm just telling you for all I've been studying, okay? (laughs) I cannot tell you just how divine healing works. I can't tell you that. But I do know what makes it work. Write that down. That's a good one. I do know what makes healing work. And divine healing and health works. What is it? Faith. Faith makes it work. I do know that. And we've not been diligent enough in the fight of faith to get the results. So, this is a quote from Kenneth Hagan, the elderly Kenneth Hagan. He says, Faith is the clue, it's the secret. It was the secret in the healings Jesus performed when he was on the earth. It was fate. So I want us to look at a couple of examples of healing in the Bible with new eyes. And I want us to see what he's talking about here. And and these are examples that we study and we quote, and you can quote it today, but let's go to Matthew chapter 8. And I want us just to, you know, let's look at things with newness of eyes like we've never heard it before and get our faith stirred up. See what what caused these people to receive. Uh, Let's go to Matthew 8, verse 5. And when Jesus... Listen, these are not just stories. These are things... These are examples in here to bring faith. Amen? And when Jesus was in... Entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Wow, that's powerful, y'all. Praise God. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but... Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he cometh. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed Verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. What he's saying is, I have not found so great faith in the covenant people. Faith. Faith is the clue. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Anyway, where I'm going down, it's verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. Now let's look at this centurion. There was two certain things that I noticed about him. One was he understood authority. Girls, we've got to understand authority because we have authority every, over every sickness, everything that's a curse. It's listed in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. We have authority over it, but we've got to have faith in that authority. Do I have faith when I speak to that sickness or the disease for it to leave? Do I have faith in the authority that I'm releasing? I have authority. You have authority. The word has given us that authority. So that was one of the things about the centurion that I noticed. And I noticed, why would he go to Jesus unless he expected something to happen? So this was the second thing that I noticed to me that was very important was an expectancy. He had expectancy. I looked up the word expect. It means to look forward to it happening. I think this expectancy was a form that actually that pushed the centurion to act. Because he expected it. He expected it because of what he had heard. He had been hearing all this stuff about Jesus. So he expected that. But it's sad to say that Jesus had to say, I've not found so great a faith in the covenant people. Let's not disappoint him. Let's fight the good fight of faith. And you know, he didn't say just fight faith. He said, fight the good fight. The good fight wins. So we've got to get that image. The good fight wins. The fight fight of faith. So I love that story that, you know, the centurion recognized Jesus had power. Somehow or another, what he had been hearing about him, he recognized the power that Jesus had. And, you know, we have power in the name of Jesus. But we use it so loosely that up here we kind of lose sight of the power that is available just to say the name of Jesus should bring results. We've got to have faith in that name, okay? So now I want us to go to Matthew 9 and another example, verse 20, and let's see about this little lady. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Now listen to this. This is a very important scripture. Notice how come she was healed. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be hoped. Now, the thing that God really ministered to me on this was she had been meditating what was going to happen if she could get to Jesus. And this is a perfect example of Joshua 1.8. Let me just turn there real quick. Give me a second sleep. Okay, Joshua 1.8. To me, this is a perfect example of Joshua 1 8, where it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of the mouth. That means don't quit speaking it. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way healed. It says thou shalt make thy way prosperous. We're talking about healing. To be prosperous for one thing is to be healed and healthy. Amen. So that's, I translated that in my own uh, translation Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid. Now listen to this. Neither be thou dismayed. I think that word dismayed is very important there. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. We get dismayed sometimes, you know. And we've got to watch that. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. But continue to speak. And this little lady that had the issue of blood for 12 years, she, she was thinking this. She was meditating on it day and night until it caused her to move. It caused her, because she meditated the word, it caused her to seek out Jesus and one of the translate, I mean, I think it's bookmark that talks about she had seen every doctor, she had spent all her money and everything looking for healing, but she started hearing something about Jesus. What are you hearing about him? What am I hearing about him? And she started meditating on this in her mind. That verse 21. For she said within herself, she started muttering. When you meditate something, you're going to find yourself muttering it. And she started muttering what she had been hearing. And she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. So evidently, she had been hearing about people being healed and about the garment of Jesus and the tassels that's on the, on the robe that he wore and all of this. And she thought, there's power there. And it built Faith. What she was hearing built faith in Jesus. Let's go on and read verse 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, is that not just precious? Just precious. How compassionate, how sweet a phrase, daughter. Be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made you whole. Where in the world did this faith come from that caused her to seek out Jesus? It came from what she had been hearing. We've got to hear more of the word of faith. Amen. And the woman was made whole from that hour. It it just amazes me. What is available to you and I if we will get in that fight of faith? I want to read that out of the Message Bible. A woman who had hemorrhaged for 12 years slipped in behind him and lightly touched his robe. She was thinking to herself, very important, what are you thinking to yourself? I don't remember if it was Kim or who. We cannot think on the problem. And let me tell you, it's not easy to get your mind off of how you feel. It's not, but we can do it. And if our mind is, gets so occupied with how we feel or what's going on in our body, then we're not going to receive the healing that we're talking about. What we think. But she was thinking to herself, if I can just put a finger on his robe, I'll get well. What did you see about her? Expectancy. Expectancy she expected to be healed if she could just touch the hem of his garment so to me expectancy is a great and important thing in our faith walk we've got to expect it do you remember the story and June you might have to help me with this Um, this lady that took her son to I can't remember if it was an Oral Roberts meeting and he couldn't walk do you remember that and she took shoes she took shoes for that little boy because she had expectancy that when she went to that meeting that her son was going to be healed and he could walk seems like he had club feet I'm, I'm not remembering that whole story i'd have to go back and find it but expectancy girl what are you expecting I don't expect it to happen tomorrow. I expect it to happen today. Now is faith. Faith is now. And you say, well, what if you don't see the manifestation today? I do not change my expectancy. You know, I'm still expecting it. Amen? Total and complete. Okay, so she said, I will get well if I can just touch his garment." Oh, she had such a high expectancy. The only way we're going to have expectancy if if we know and stay in the Word and study it instead of going online and seeing all the symptoms and all that mess that's going around. You cannot do that, girls. You know, I can't even watch programs anymore that has death and sickness and all that stuff in it. I just flipped that channel really quick. I thought, I can't, I can't stand the hear it it'll get in you what you hear will get in you that's a good one too Kim (laughs) what you hear will get in you okay so Jesus turned this is still the message Bible Jesus turned caught her at it I thought that was kind of cute he caught her touching his garment then he reassured her courage daughter I love this you took a risk of faith and now you are well The woman was well from there on. Praise God. That's good, isn't it? Well, I'm not bragging on me, but I'm bragging on the word. I'm here today because I took a risk of faith that I'd get up here and be able to have the breath to teach. To me, that was a risk of faith. And you notice I'm breathing. Praise God. And this is what the Barnes commentary said. It was the power of Jesus that cured her. But... That power would not, I love this, that power would not have been exerted unless it was connected with faith. See the importance? This word, oh my, don't trade it for anything. We've got to have what this word says and promises us. So he said that power for her to be healed would not have been exerted Unless it was connected with her faith. And remember what Jesus said, Because of your faith, thy faith hath made thee whole. Well, we need to we need to judge ourselves and our faith. Amen. So in verse 21, she said, within herself. She had been thinking and meditating on this until the words, I shall be whole, came out of her mouth. She meditated it until words came out of her mouth. I shall be whole. Praise God. So what happened? Faith came. Amen. So the devil's working overtime right now. And Christians are not working overtime as far as the fight of faith is concerned. We're very complacent. We're too T-O-O busy, we think with this world system. So we need to start putting a little overtime in. And you know, when you really get attacked, you'll put that time in. But we don't need to wait until then. Because faith is now. We need to have our faith built before the attack ever comes. So too many people are trying to be healed on what they heard and learned yesterday. We've got to have the fresh word every day. Now then, I did this a few years ago, and I went back and I thought, I'm going to do this again to find out just how much of the word we're hearing. So I broke this down so we could check ourselves out, check me out, to see how much of the day and night is spent meditating the word. You know, we're supposed to meditate it day and night. So how many hours are in a day 24 how many days in a week 7 so there are 168 hours is what I'm trying to say in a week 168 hours in a week now then this I don't know what work how many hours people work nowadays because but used to be if you worked 40 hours a week they thought they were having a hard time But let's say that there's 40 hours that you work. So subtract 40 hours from 168. How many hours are left in the week? 128 hours left in the week. Are you getting it? Now then, church has changed in these latter times. You see, we had church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and Bible studies during the week. We had Bible school on Monday nights But that's changed And so the hours Are different That we're hearing the word So church The majority of churches I don't know do y'all have Sunday nights Okay well we don't either So let's think about that We have probably Two hours on Sunday morning Zero hours On Sunday evening Are y'all enjoying this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my mathematician, and I'd say one to one and a half hours on Wednesday night for our in-depth study, but I'm going to round that off because it's easier to fig- figure, and let's just say there's four hours uh, on uh, Wednesday night. well, let's subtract, 128 hours minus three and a half hours, or let's round it off to four hours, and that leaves 124 hours to be exposed to the world's influence. Pause and think about that. Out of the week, there is 124 hours, if we figure it the way I did, to be exposed to the world's influence. You know what? That's not a good balance. We're exposed more to the world and its system than we are to the Word of God. If we go just by... Now I know we, we listen to tapes and stuff at home and all that, but this is just figuring Church hours. And, you know, Satan has robbed us of a lot of that. So here's the thing. When we go to church, we need to go to worship God and go with the intention of hearing what that minister is going to say to us. We don't just go out of duty, but we go with our mind made up. I'm going to go to worship the Lord my God. And I'm going to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to me through that minister. Otherwise, you're not going to get anything out of going. You're not going to get any brownie points. Amen. So, remember that Luke 15 that we studied two weeks ago. The last time that I taught. Uh, the, it said that the fame of Jesus had gone out across the land. And that he was healing people. And then it said that great multitudes came together to do two things. And that was that uh, Luke 5 and 15, if you want to go back and reread that. They came together to do two things. What was it? To hear and be healed. To hear. We come together on Ladies Bible Study this morning to hear and to be healed. Amen. You go to, to your church on Sunday. Be like these people. Go with a purpose. Go to hear and then to receive whatever it is that the Holy Spirit needs you to receive. Determine that. And before you leave your home, start thanking God. Father, I thank you for what the Holy Spirit is going to minister to me this morning. It may be changes that I need to make. I don't, you know, whatever it is I need, Holy Spirit, I'm going with the purpose of hearing you and seeing what you have to say to me, okay? So to hear and be healed. And I want us to get to that place where we are hearing and being healed. Hear and be healed. And I just speak that over all of you. Hear and be healed. And then what are you going to do with what I just said? you're going to start thanking him. Father, I thank you that I'm hearing and I'm healed. That's a powerful scripture when you go back to look at it. Did you know that every sickness has life in it? It does. Every sickness has life in it. So I said, don't allow anything to stay in our body that doesn't belong there. I don't need to allow it. And how, how do I get rid of it? The fight of faith. And listen, everything's not instant. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to encourage all of us that just because it doesn't happen the first day or second day or even a week, you don't quit fighting the fight of faith unless the gifts of the Spirit are in operation. is normally not going to be an instant healing but the thing of it is healing will start it will it may be a process you know so don't give up continue to speak amen so we've got to get rid of anything that doesn't belong in this body and you know that can be a lot of things it could be in the, it could be strife it could be unforgiveness it could be Not only just sickness and disease, but anything that does not belong in this body, we need to get rid of it. And I ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to each one of us, including myself, is there something that I need to get out of this body? Is there something I need to get out of my soul? In fact, there's somebody here that there's some emotional things that you keep hanging on to. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Emotions are good as long as they're the kind that God wants us to have. But we can't live out of emotions all the time that are not right. Listen, we are a spirit of love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith. That's what has to be up here. Amen. Hurt feelings, you got to get rid of them. Things people have said in the past, they're in the past. They're gone. God doesn't even remember them, so why should I? I'll tell you why. Because Satan wants you to remember them. He wants you to think on those things. He wants to defeat you, and the only defeat he can do against you is in your soulish realm. Can't think like that. Just can't. We got to love. Okay. We need to see the words. This is, I wrote this down because it was for me. I need to see the words traveling to the parts of my body that needs healing. Imagination. Imagine it. Woo, there goes those words. He said his word and healed me. And whatever the Holy Spirit gives you. But I need to see the words traveling to the parts of our body that needs healing. And it's going to every root. And it's plucking it up. So now, after the root is plucked up, you can cast it out. But as long as the root is there, he keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. So see the word that you're speaking. And and I know we're talking about faith and healing today. But I know every person here, there's different situations and circumstances. But see the word traveling to that area of your life if it's financial or physical or mental or emotional you know use your imagination image it see it going there seeing what it's doing in your life praise god and and then let it just go i'm sending that right to the root of this issue i am sending the word right to the root of my emotions what's causing me to be so emotional, or whatever it might be. And I am cutting off the root. I'm plucking it up. And since I'm plucking it up, it cannot continue to come back and haunt me. Amen? It just can't do it. we got to get rid of it. Okay. Man, I'm going to be short today. Aren't y'all glad? But we're learning something. I am going to take you to a scripture I am rejoicing over in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 I think, that's, I think that's where I'm going yes Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 14 we were in Ecclesiastes earlier I, I'm i telling you I got up on a pig trail this morning and I just got so excited about this God sent his word and healed us. I mean, it's done. It is done, Satan. And I was determined. I had told, I think, uh, Jody Burroughs is one of my intercessors, and Kathy Heim, who we're interceding for, for Bob, that, praise God, we're going to speak this word, and we're going to see results, and we're not stopping and I told them, I said, I'm going to give Satan a black eye this morning. I started to say a kick, you know. But I thought, Oh black eye sounds better. <laughs> but I'm going to give him a black eye this morning. And we're going to just study on healing and health and faith. And we're going to get diligent. And we're going to start seeing results quicker than we ever had. I'm ready for that, aren't you? Are y'all in Ecclesiastes 3.14? Oh, I love this. Y'all going to love it. I'm so excited. I know that whatsoever God do- doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it, and God doeth it. That men should fear before Him, that which hath been is now, and that which is to be, hath already been. And God required that which is, what that which is past. And the reason I came up with that was this little book where I was reading in um, Dr. Yeoman's book where she said, um, where I read that she said He was that we were created in the image of God, very good, free from all deformity, disability, and disease. This is God's eternal purpose regarding man. For whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. And that's where she got this. It was out of this Ecclesiastes 3. So uh, I want to read that to you now out of the Message Bible. I've also concluded that whatever God does... That's the way it's going to be. Always no additions, no subtractions. God's done it, and that's it. Does that not cause faith? That's so we'll quit asking questions and simply worship in holy, reverential fear. Trusting when God said it, that's done. There can be no subtraction, no additions nothing that's the way it is is what that scripture's saying well let me tell you Jesus went to the cross he took care of the curses that's the way it is that's how it is now I've got to live that out in my life I love that scripture I, I don't know I, I'm, I got so carried away with that and just sitting and thinking about it and praising God that that's the way it is I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. That's the way it is. That's just, isn't that simple? That's the way it is. That does not take away from the fact that we're going to have to still use our faith. But there is faith for healing. There is faith for whatever issues you're facing in your life. Go to this Word. Find out what He says. And if you need help in finding some scriptures concerning your situation or circumstances or whatever, you can call the office. We'll give you the help you need. You can call me. Get in touch with me. But the truth, the conclusion of the matter is you've been healed by the stripes of Jesus. That faith is your victory. As Brother Hagan said, it is the cure. It is the clue to us having everything that God has promised in this word right here. But it's going to be up to me to be diligent. It's going to be up to me to have patience because we're clearing out all this junk up here and we're replacing it with what the word of God says. And by the number of hours that we talked about Just being in church, that's not very many hours where we come in where the anointing is. And that's one of the most powerful things about church attendance is the anointing is there. And don't ask me how, but the Holy Spirit will also speak to you exactly what you need. And it may be something totally different that you need. The anointing is upon church. And we're going to see this becoming more and more so. I believe with all my heart, we're starting to see more people come back to church that we've not seen in a while. And that's one thing that Satan, through the COVID thing, robbed the body of. Thought we could do without it. Oh, I'll just stay home. Well, you stay home, you're going to to hear the word maybe if you listen to it on TV, but you're not going to be under the anointing where it's being taught. It's totally different. It is totally different. And I have missed quite a bit here lately. And I thought, man, there's such a difference if you're staying home watching live stream. You know, and I've watched live stream and I thought, it's not the same. It's good. It's a replacement temporarily. And that's it, it's temporarily. But I'm telling you what, our churches have got to get serious about this t- word of faith. And let's get serious with God, and let's honor him in these last days by being diligent. Amen. Well, I'm done. I made it so good. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, well, I hope all that made sense. But when we come back after uh, Thanksgiving, we're going to continue with faith and healing. We're getting ready for the holidays because we're going to be around the world. Remember them all those hours that we're going to be with people, and they're not going to talk the word of faith to you like you're used to. You're going to be around negative talk. You're going to be around all kinds of just the way the world thinks. And so we're getting ready. Amen. Amen. Walk of faith, walk, and walk in victory. Let's stand. Well, Father, we love you. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for faith. And, Father, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. Because we want to be able to help other people, not just ourselves. We want your word to flow out of us in faith when we're around people that need that faith that's in us. So, Father, we desire to lay hands on the sick and see them recovering. Hallelujah. And, Father, I pray over these ladies as they leave this place today and over their gathering with their family. God, just give them such a blessing. Give them a wonderful, peaceful celebration of thanksgiving. And Father, let, let you be the center of all of our attention over this holiday season that we're about to go through. I thank you, Father God, for the love of God that's shed abroad in every one of our hearts. And that love of God is going to be manifest to those that we are around in Jesus' name. Amen.